0: Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah and I'm Charlie, and we're two twenty-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we are reading chapters twenty-seven and twenty-eight of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire with everyone's favourite Goblet of Wine guest.
1: It's Neil. Yay!
0: Boo! Boo his boot. Aww. So grab a glass and listen along as we go on this reminiscent journey. I always forget it. (laughs) Bye. 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 Hi. Hi. What do we do next? Uh, Neil says hi.
1: Oh, am I on this one? Hi.
0: Look who we have with us. Hey. Everyone's favourite. It's It's me. It's time for the annual, no, it's not really annual, book bookly book you all, book you all episode hey here he is everyone i'm here how have we been how we, have we all been we're fine we've re- we've just eaten a lot of chips
1: so many chips. we have
0: and now we're so tired and we don't know why we keep doing this we're like yeah let's eat before the podcast and then we eat loads of chips and then yeah. can't breathe and the it's also then. like 10 o'clock <laughs> and we started so early. We literally met up, a like two, yeah, three. So first off, straight off the bat, we have some new patrons to welcome. Yeah. Uh, so a huge thank you to new patron Anna. A super massive black hole sized thank you to Amy. A ginormous thank you to Tre Tre Trener. Trin. Trin. A very big cat-sized thank you to Samuel, who is a new producer-level patron. Thank you. A large, stealing it from you, thank you to Bernel. A thank you, the size of how much Hannah hates doing this because she can't think of different size words. Thank you to DeGina. A... Thick. Thank you, Neil. Thank you to Erica. My skirt is too tight. I'm going to have to, you just, I'm just going to have to let my belly out. Hey, hammers belly size. <laughs> thank you. To Annie, who is another producer level with a patron. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So many producer level patrons joining us. Then we also have a couple of reviews to read. As you guys know, we're just picking two particular highlights. So the first one goes out to Anna, who says that her best friend, the previously meant Erin Mahoney got me to listen and I adore these ladies they're so funny and they're never ending, ta- ending tangents <laughs> remind me of my own conversations with friends I feel like there's a backhanded compliment hidden in there <laughs> Yeah, she's like you actually talk about Harry Potter for once And my favourite review goes to FNDBDV who says they really enjoy learning in detail about the obscure views and ideas I missed when I was reading Harry Potter and it's just such an added bonus that it makes me laugh so much. So, thank you so much. Remember that we have a Patreon where we release bonus content. We've just recorded three bonus episodes with Neil in them. Hi, it's me. If you like Neil, he's in the bonus episodes. episodes. And yeah, to get your review read out, leave the best review of of the month. Boom. Let's talk about Harry Potter. Yeah. So no, Neil, what are we drinking? Yeah, shit.
1: Sure. Oh, my goodness. So, Hannah's had this before, but Charlie, welcome to a cocktail I've discovered during lockdown. It probably has a name, and it's probably a terrible name, but when I plugged everything we had in the old, uh, the old liquor cabinet into one of those websites where it's like, make a cocktail from everything you have in the house.
0: Which, um, how many hours did that take? Because your guys... I don't know how your shelves are still up. there. Is a lot a, of booze. It took quite a few minutes
1: to plug it all in. Yeah, took a while. But in the end, this came up. And it is equal parts uh, peach schnapps, amaretto, and vanilla vodka mm, topped up with orange juice to taste. That sounds good.
0: Orange juice Ooh. just really masks the alcohol flavour and everything. It's good, isn't it? That's concerningly nice. And what I, I like, literally just down that.
1: What yeah. I like is you can taste everything that's in it, mm. Mm. but there's a lot of orange juice in there as well. So it's not ultra strong but you could yeah. make it very strong if you wanted to
0: oh yeah oh. good thanks. yeah thanks for your drink like. choice fun that's a lockdown cocktail for you guys to try mm. indeed do you talk about harry potter let's talk yeah. about the
1: harry potter so, Neil, so why did you want yeah. to join us for these chapters so the good thing about the madness of mr crouch which is the next ch- which is the next chapter <laughs> is that it lets you cover an awful lot of the topics that crop up in goblet of fire are mm, you saying you didn't want
0: one single topic that you could go so in-depth about that I have to edit, like, a three-hour episode, <laughs> like the time travel That we travel still one. get tweets about constantly. Yeah, they're like, Neil, watch this. And I'm like, please, stop. I don't oh, want to talk about it. Genuinely, there was a conversation the other day, people being like, I think this is, like, the single best podcast episode I've ever listened to. Oh.
1: For the record, I love all your time travel show recommendations. Shout out to... I'll actually be tweeting you personally at some point soon. But shout out to the person who recommended me the German TV series Dark, because that is some incredible time travel stuff. Very, very good. But
0: this book, you didn't have like one
1: topic. No. So I was reading it through in full for the first time in an awfully long time. And I got to this chapter and I thought, wow, this is kind of where it all starts. The plot unravels itself in a good way.
0: I just find it weird that, like, for number for number two, you were like, "I want to come on for Lockhart," and for number three, you were like, "I want to come up come on for time travel." And now I'm like, "What's he going to talk about?" I just don't know where. No. I just don't know where he's going to jump in.
1: This is Goblet of Fire is quite an interesting book because I feel like it's it's probably the first time where the film kind of just drastically didn't do it justice it's when the you worst actually film. when you actually go back and read the book, which again I hadn't in so long because in my mind. I pictured the film and thought, oh, it's an alright story. And then I read the book and I'm like, oh, no, actually, this is a really brilliant book. Yeah. What the hell did they do to this look how they massacred my boy Like <laughs> literally it's yeah. really bad
0: so we're starting off with chapter 27 padfoot returns mm. so people are giving ron attention because of the task and harry's pleased about this because he's like for the first time in ron's life he was a- receiving attention.
1: yeah but, but equally <laughs> isn't it cute though that ron is actually like I he's know. getting some praise he's getting a little bit of the fame which i think obviously the book's from harry's perspective so you get a little bit of ego yeah. from him. But Ron I think has to an extent been not jealous of, but he, oh, wa- he has been. He wants that fame a little bit.
0: Yeah. But also Ron is straight up lying. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, just making Chain tackle the mermaid. I'm like, how is anyone believing you? But I
1: like the idea that he slowly built it up to be more and more ridiculous as he told the story again and again. It's very teenage boy. Very teenage boy. Mm, I yeah. like
0: it. So Sirius <laughs> sent them a letter asking them to meet in Hogsmeade. They go down to Potions and Pansy throws a magazine at Hermione. I think it's Witch Weekly. Hmm. And in it, there's an article about Hermione double playing Harry and Crumb. It basically (laughs) says that Hermione was dating Harry and now she's dating Crumb and she's playing them off each other. I wish this was true. (laughs) I wish it was true if they were like all like four or five years older or even like 10 years older and it was like a mid-twenties like sitcom drama like i think there's some good characters there that that could be an amusing storyline just
1: like this whole chapter is painful reading when you actually think about imagine yourself in that scenario how horrible it would be the awkwardness levels
0: just so wrong as well like a journalist is writing about speculation about a 14 year old girl's love life it's perverted it's so wrong so weird the implication that she was using like a love potion and it's like this is a 14 year old child yeah it's really wrong and then like you kind of read it in this chapter and you're like "Mm, maybe not that bad and then later on you find out about the hate mail and you're just like oh yeah oh yeah we'll get to that we will get
1: to that yeah Mm. blimey but um the the bit where Ron says the phrase scarlet Scarlet Woman. woman
0: I read it with like an oh exclamation mark God, It's so old. Be
1: cackling.
0: But also, how would he get that reference? I feel like that's a very muggled reference. He it said it's what his mum used to call them.
1: So yeah. you know, clearly Molly has frequented the red light district a little bit, you know. Yeah. I
0: thought the phrase Scarlet Woman didn't come from the red light district, It came from like putting red tags on women who were not like marriage material.
1: Is that right?
0: I don't Yeah, think. no, because it's um that their book. Uh, where she has to wear a, a yeah, red, a red uh, like letter something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, it's which not is like a FBI muggle district. reference. Well, consider me educated.
0: But did the phrase come God, from that book, Neil, or did you're so
1: illiterate, or
0: did the book come from that phrase? <laughs> we'll have to look it up. <laughs> mm.
1: things, I totally things that assumed... we could
0: look up if we were a podcast that did research but before. We're not.
1: I straight up assumed it was just a sort of prostitute. Jab. No, no, wow. it is.
0: But admittedly, I sound really cultured right now because I'm like, actually, Neil, this comes from the classical novel where some woman has to put a red letter on her or some shit. I only know that because of that film with oh god, what's her name? the The hot ginger.
1: Karen Gillen, Emma Stone.
0: Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, with the and I can't remember what it's called, but it's a. I got a pocket, got a pocket for the, the sunshine, sunshine. I got to love, it love, The E. A. Yes.
1: White trap yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> good film good film so
0: the article mentions that Crum has asked Hermione to stay over the summer Hermione doesn't really seem too bothered about what the article actually says like Hermione is someone who brushes off that kind of criticism quite easily but what she's really annoyed about is how Skeeter knew about all of this private information ron harry's just kind of being harry he's like oh no i'm so bothered by this information he's not but ron is very angry and distracted he's like when did Crum ask you i I really enjoy
1: their kind of not romance yet but romance in these two chapters because, like, clearly they like each other, but neither of them have realised it yet. It's so cute. It's very, very cute. Even the way it's written, I think Harry isn't acknowledging the fact yet.
0: Oh, we've talked about how Harry refuses to acknowledge their romance and in a really fucking annoying way. Oh. Yeah. It's yeah. classic Harry. Like, I genuinely don't know if he's just inobservant or just doesn't care because it's not about him. No. But, I think... like, I don't know, like, you would care. You like, wouldn't. I'm, but I'm sure doesn't. when you guys were getting together, your mutual friends were like, they curious would have and if we'd let them know.
1: They were confused when we did let them know. But oh, that was well fact. I don't fact. actually
0: know this story, so you guys kept it a secret. Yes. Mm. So Snape comes over to tell them off because they're reading a magazine in class. He then reads the article oh. out loud, which is
1: disgusting. This man is the worst.
0: Separates them, and then when he's got Harry on his own, accuses him of breaking into his office and mentions things going misses, missing, such as Boomslang slang, skin, and gillyweed. So Harry, and the reader, assumes that Snake again, Snake, Snape again is talking <laughs> about second year when obviously Hermione stole the boom slang skin. But again, I, yeah. he's not. He's talking about... The present and Harry just doesn't clock this, and it's so clever. It's mm. Such good misdirection. It's such it's good misdirection. Fucking genius. Because Harry's like, Of course, I know who stole the Blooms and Queen. It was in second year, it was Hermione, yeah. and it's like, No. Yeah. And I love funny. this. My pet peeve and stuff where you can't predict the ending. Not to bring up Doctor Who in yet another episode with Neil, but. I loved Russell T Davies' Doctor Who because you could always predict what was going to happen but there there was like bits layered in and foreshadowing and then when Stephen Moffat took over
1: just nonsense that would come out
0: of nowhere oh it's the crack
1: him and um, JJ Abrams with Star Wars the problem is and also, Benioff and Vice with the last season of Game of Thrones. I'm just going to sort of get it all out there right <laughs> now. done all
0: of these men, guys. We need a bingo card for the new episodes. All, so of like, these, all of these men are just so determined to pull the rug out from under you. They yeah. don't care about building that's, stuff up. That's yeah. exactly
1: it. It's just like, whoa, you didn't see that coming, did you? It's yes, like, but it wasn't no. clever. Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah.
0: clever just because we you didn't see it didn't, coming. Like It's always like, I love it when it's clever and you don't see it coming, but you could have... Bad yeah. Wolf Could've. was one of the best twists of my life. Oh, so, so subtle. Good. So subtle. And then when they did like the flashbacks to every moment where you've seen Bad Wolf, I was a child and I remember being like, <gasps> No! Like I yeah. wish I could re-watch Bad Wolf for the yeah. first time. I
1: remember I used to frequent Doctor Who forums at the time. And everyone <laughs> insisted that there was actually a reference to Bad Wolf in every episode of that season, even though there definitely wasn't. Was not there? I um, there
0: wasn't. A- Almost every episode. Because the
1: way they were trying to twist it is in the first episode, oh, there isn't an explicit reference, but if you watch the mouth of the <laughs> nesting... <laughs> of the nesting consciousness, which is the big orange blob that lived underground if you watch its mouth when it first emerges it mouths the words bad wolf no it doesn't ridiculous shout out if anyone who actually came up with that theory is listening (laughs) you have my 11 year old heart
0: (laughs) yeah yeah what I love about this is that if you were really fucking smart and looking for this shit you could see that moment and think hmm Hmm, but you're not gonna no see
1: what's funny is although knowing the twist and I've actually made some notes about it later there's a couple of things where you think oh you could maybe figure it out I don't think my stupid head had figured out that the boom slang skin wasn't from second year
0: yeah but at that point on your first reading you would never because Harry as the reader assumes it's from second that is, year
1: that's it's, genius but it's
0: the second mention of potions go potion ingredients going missing this is mm. a repetitive thing yeah
1: Exactly. And it's oh, oh, it's, this it's is, very good. I mean, uh, oh, I really hate praising her at this point, but she's very good. No, we're, very, a, we're very allowed good. to
0: for textual things that She's
1: very good she's at very building good. this kind of thing. Yeah. This yeah. is why like
0: huh, her later works of her murder mystery novels, but they are like pretty successful mm. because she's very good at building in this she kind of stuff. She
1: knows how to seed a twist early in a novel without giving it away yeah. and that is a that's an art
0: yeah oh, i mean the key thing was thing the fucking locket yeah. like that was the most because that was f- from like several books before mm. and like i remember so i was told about that before the last book came out someone i knew worked it out and i hate that they told I me i don't understand how they worked and it especially because i was a child at the time and they were an adult and i was just like why don't tell me, like, I remember, you should have let me have it. I remember but, like, literally getting, and I was a child, like, chills on my arm at the locket time. Yeah, but that was just like, finding that out was just like, fucking like... Although, I don't think Neil knows what we're talking about, so... Uh,
1: surely I do, I know the story. No,
0: but he doesn't know.
1: Maybe I don't know. But what do you think we're talking about? Okay, this is going to be interesting, don't <laughs> tell me. No. But surely you're just talking about the locket that ends up being a Horcrux? Yeah. Yeah. Or is there some kind of extra twist to that that I'm not aware of because I haven't read those books in ages? Oh, <gasps> wow. Oh, I'm oh looking Neil! forward to this. Is it revealed in six or seven? Seven. Ooh. So, update <laughs> for those of you who care for some reason. They all do. I have since the last time we spoke reread Order of the Phoenix for the first time, I think, since it came out in what was that, 2005? 2004?
0: Yeah, something like that. So
1: that one's brilliant, and I now need to reread six six and and seven seven. for the first time since those came out. So there's definitely stuff that I've forgotten, which apparently this is something of. No one tweet me with that. Don't be that person. Don't Don't be that.
0: Don't don't be that that person.
1: That's a big one. Apparently, I don't know what it is. This is like this is
0: gold. I'm. This is pure gold. It's not like even like big plot wise. It's just J.K. Rowling being the. It's just that moment where you're like.
1: Oh, shut yeah. up <laughs>
0: like shut up <laughs> oh
1: yeah okay anyway Neal. so oh, get God your we...
0: body ready i'm
1: excited get- i'm excited oh. to reread six because i can't remember much of it at all but oh, we'll get one. to that another time That's
0: a good one so snape threatens harry with veritaserum and harry bless his soul he's like oh what if they found out about sirius and then he's like oh what if snape found out that i have a crush on joe <laughs> Can we? Like Snape priorities, Harry's priorities, priorities are so bad.
1: I'm sure this is something you have covered or will be covering imminently in this thing, but Snape is an abusive arsehole Oh hey. yeah, it's
0: been covered. This is yeah. unreal Yeah, he's like, abuse. I'm gonna give you a truth potion. It's like, no, yeah, Snape, like, and also like reading it out, to yeah. Hermione. I feel like we didn't be like, oh, hey, that's abusive, because we've talked many times about his abuse, particularly towards Hermione. That mm. at
1: this point we're just like, is it this book <laughs> where the teeth comment? Yeah. Comes yeah. In? oh my god how but can t- anyone defend snape no, genuinely I know. but
0: the article thing is one of those things that i can see a real teacher doing like there are some teachers in school which yeah. if i had been reading they would like, read like, out articles. article yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah if you pass notes they would then read them out to the class i'm like that is a step
1: too th- far the thing is it's not like i feel like when a lot of teachers did that they did it fairly innocently and if they saw something that was actually hurtful they'd stop yeah mm. Whereas snape already knows it's going to be hurtful mm. carries on anyway yeah terrible yeah. man
0: Yeah, oh, but I just terrible. love Harry, Harry's priorities of being like oh he'll find out about Sirius or he'll find out that I fancy a girl yeah <laughs> like god god, 40, forbid. god forbid Snape finds out you fancy a pretty girl I
1: mean in fairness though when it comes to Snape specifically he fancied one girl once and hasn't gotten over it 20 years later this is so... true yeah this I is, don't know
0: this is true do you think Snape ever had sex no <laughs> <laughs> you think he died a virgin?
1: Yes. Oh my god. Nothing
0: can convince me otherwise. Could you put a the poll way... up? Okay. When, this, when this episode is, can you put a poll up on our Twitter? There'll be a poll on our Twitter. <laughs> yes. No, I've um,
1: never considered that before. The but... way
0: that he acts is just... the, the Incel? W- he, yeah. he, he <laughs> it does have the big actions incel of a energy. man that has never had sex. Big incel energy. Like... Terrible bloke. Snape had come, it would have just been like a glow up moment and suddenly he would be this really like nice not racist level-headed person but it's because there is so much pent up come cum inside of him that it is flowing backwards into his body and infesting his brain with bigoted nonsense okay so that's how question, it works everyone a a that's how it works for you all did Snape ever have sex with anyone? Let us know. So, Karkaroff comes in the classroom and he is desperate to talk to Snape. Talk to Snape. Ends up hanging around to the end of the lesson. Harry wants to stay an eavesdrop, which how does Snape not notice that Harry is there? He's, Harry's like, I he's dropped like, my armadillo bile. I'm like, did, Sna- did Snape lose his eyes at this point? Yeah. Harry's just leaning under his desk. And he's You'd just think- under a desk. It's not even like he's behind a cabinet. You couldn't, desks just have legs and then under Unless that. Unless these can are see- desks with like fronts.
1: You'd think he would have heard the, the bile drop as well. Yeah. He drops the bottle of something, right?
0: It, this <laughs> is the most I now really want <laughs> a song when it's like, drop the bile. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really. It's really convenient that the snake doesn't spot Harry.
1: Like, because yeah. even if you think that these are like lab benches, it's not like they have a front. You're so right. Yeah. Like, you would see a child <laughs> sweeping up some I lab I really
0: won in the Netflix series the comedy version of this scene where snakes just like, Harry... I can, I can see you.
1: Your enthusiasm, and Harry's <laughs> like, "No, you
0: can't. no, no, you can't." I'm cleaning no, up can't. my armadillo bite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just stick that in the background. Get that going.
0: So, um, Odyssey let us direct the Netflix show. Please. It would be so good. <laughs> it would be. You guys know. So, Carrow shows Snape something on his foreheart, forearm, Ooh. and Snape tells him to put it away, and then that's the end of the conversation. Ooh. Ooh. So, Ooh. the trio goes to Hogsmeade, and Sirius is there at the end of the village the first time we've seen Uh, Sirius. no you miss most important part they buy Dobby a load of socks they do buy Dobby Dobby a load of socks
1: they start screaming if they get too smelly or something I they would definitely start
0: screaming five minutes into the Chloe Ting workout yes (laughs) or my socks today that are mostly whole (laughs) yeah Charlie (laughs) arrived today and took her shoes off and I was like there's more holes in your sock than there is socks my foot was out. I was like, that's no point in you wearing those. I have since taken them off.
1: I, I feel like that sock shop, something about the like when they're too smelly raises a lot of like qualitative questions. Like, at what point are they mm. too smelly? How do you quantify that? Yeah.
0: Who was the... who decided appropriate amount of smell yeah. versus inappropriate? What also, poor soul
1: had to do that? Do you think
0: they sell cum socks? <laughs> what? What? Like, dedicated singular maybe really absorbent do you mean socks that men can come into yeah. is that a thing men do hannah how don't you know this <laughs> why would you come into I mean, a sock why I'm, not just a tissue i'm not sure if it's an actual thing because to me i've always been like why would you not get some tissue, tissue or roll? yeah
1: i would say this is purely a film thing
0: yeah right i fully believe that it is but it's i feel like, like i've heard of it in films i didn't think it was a thing that yeah, men actually also, did
1: like Whenever you read those inappropriate Ask Reddit threads or whatever, no one ever actually does that.
0: I don't know, because I was going to say, I think it's a film thing, aside from shit I've seen in it makes me think they're actually... Well, but my question mm. is, is do they get up and get a fresh sock from the dresser? In which case, like, that's really not good for the environment in terms of laundry. And also just why come into a sock and... Are you Why just catching it inside the shock, okay. sock or like on the sock and then wrapping it up? No, surely you're oh, you inside it in the
1: sock. No, no, no. The sock.
0: But if you wrap your cock in and then <laughs> into the sock and then oh, wrap it you're going to get some pretty serious chafing. So I no, was no, wondering, no, they wrap it in I think when they're right at the edge like surely just the tip goes into the sock. Maybe. But then you might as well Ne-o? come on the outside of the Ne-o? sock and fold it up. We ever come into a sock. No. But then if you're getting up to get a sock from the dresser, you might as well just get well, some Well, maybe they're just taking the sock off So in which case, yeah, are they wanking into their smelly socks? In which case, in the wizarding world, does someone have this sock that screams when it smells too much? So they take it off and wank into it. And in which case, what is the sock's reaction? Especially if it's screaming, that implies it has a mouth. So is someone coming into the mouth of the sock? There were so many levels and leaps of uh, things there. There were too many leaps there, Charlie. I'm sorry, screaming implies a mouse. So let us know if you've ever come into a sock. Please let us know if this is a thing.
1: <laughs> there's the, there's this You old can
0: tweet us anonymous. And brilliant you
1: sci-fi dystopia story called I Have No Mouth, Yet I Must Scream, and I feel like this is our new level on that title. I feel like this is you right
0: now. <laughs> Does the sound of the scream change as you ejaculate into the sock mouth? Just suddenly it goes from like a scream, so it goes from like ha ah, to oh <laughs> come on Does
1: she actually say scream i need to actually check the book. oh my oh god my oh god. my don't god vomit. oh my god
0: don't vomit i'm not i'm just joking. <laughs> oh good so anyway they meet sirius <laughs> I'm i mean i'm ignoring you and he takes them stop laughing he takes them to a cave obviously they talk about crouch <laughs> That's going to hurt with alcohol and orange juice. That's what I discovered and now I'm dying. <laughs> and then they talk about Crouch being ill.
1: I mean, can we though talk about anime guy and clothes? What? For a moment,
0: please. Oh, because Sirius transforms...
1: Because we've discussed this in book three. You might have done... Was I on this episode? No. Let's so, discuss
0: it again. People love it when we repeat ourselves. <laughs> we so, know because of
1: the reviews. And no, we've
0: discussed this when Peter Pettigrew turned from rat. No, it's a, fine, but rat. It's, we yeah. need to also no, no, acknowledge... I'm just, no, no, I'm just saying I, the main time we discussed it is the most disturbing time when Peter Pettigrew turned into the rat he'd been from 13 years into and a man, suit. and I was yeah. like, well, surely he doesn't have clothes
1: on. But the thing is, because in the film when he turns back into a rat, he leaves his suit behind. Uh, mm. I assume that's just a film screw-up. I think that's a film up. thing. Because obviously here, he comes back from being an animagus. Uh, Sirius does. And he's and not he's naked. His, he's in his scraggly clothes. Yeah. But so, even if
0: even if you're like, okay, no, they're, they're naked once they transform, mm. you could kind of be like, okay, maybe he had clothes in the in the cave and then transformed and mm. got dressed.
1: Because it, it also raises a lot of questions about what kind of disgusting predator Rita Skeeter is. Is she just there completely in the nude I think, listening to all these conversations? I think they're wearing
0: clothes and I think when they transform, the clothes are still on them. Mm. I think somehow the clothes go with them because my main question, they need a wand to transform yeah. so the wand must transform Wait, with that, yeah. them. Doesn't Animagus also, need a
1: wand? I thought they could just do it. Inherently.
0: No, they still have to have a wand. But also, McGonagall transforms in lessons, and that would be a very different take on McGonagall if she was nude. <laughs> yeah. Although, where has Sirius got a wand from when I'm saying they need wands? <laughs>
1: That's a good question.
0: Where, where has he is... ever got one from? It doesn't even say where he got it from in book five when he definitely has one. Do you
1: reckon he just nicked it from Azkaban? They must have had it there.
0: I don't know. It never says where he got his wand from. Hmm. hmm. Plot hole. Well, maybe he doesn't actually because they would have... Actually, maybe you don't need a wand to transform. Yeah, probably you don't because he transformed in his, uh, in his cell. cell. Yeah. But the point still stands that a lot of them have their wand on their person yeah. when they transform. Mm. So their wand must transform with them because, as we said, Peter Pettigrew doesn't have like a wand is longer than a rat he doesn't have it like shoved up his asshole.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> something when I was reading this I was like do you reckon they maybe need to be in a specific outfit to transform
0: <laughs> this is my transforming no because McGonagall just transforms in class
1: this is true This is true.
0: And she is not just appearing back like, I'm naked! And then pulling her wand out of her... Let me do it in a Scottish accent.
1: Go on. Go on, do it. Do it, you can.
0: (laughs) I'm naked!
1: shrek i mean uncanny you, you hit the sort of shrek level there
0: no but and i'll allow it shrek is so influential that an entire country copied his accent
1: it's true exactly. yeah it's true
0: clearly right so anyway <laughs> so moving, on from... So, so, moving Sirius... on from
1: cultural appropriation for anyway while. so
0: Sirius is the first one to suggest that harry didn't drop his wand in the forest but in fact because his wand was sticking out his back pocket it might Sikyab have been sticking out his where <laughs> hey. back pocket it might have been stolen from him in the top box of the world Which is cup smart Sirius, Sirius is a smart cookie Sirius mm. actually thinks through things and harry's like oh, i never thought of that uh serious then says one of my favorite lines in all of harry potter if you want to know what a man's like take a good look at how he treats his inferiors not his equals brilliant mm-hmm. a very I good feel line like that
1: quite often gets misattributed to dumbledore that line no yeah. it's a serious because I, I feel like when i've seen that on like quote walls or whatever quote walls quote walls what even is that anyway I feel like that has been like a Dumbledore quote no it's serious and it's a brilliant line it's Yeah, a very good I line I mean it's
0: also one of those lines that you read nowadays and you're like
1: um, mm. how
0: did you write that yeah yeah so
1: also can, we might be about to get there can we talk about how much of an obvious red herring Ludo Bagman oh, is oh
0: yeah I was gonna say this oh because, my god and it's so well done because they basically list off the characters that were in that top box and they're like this person and this person and this person and this person oh would also Ludo Bagman anyway um yeah so blah 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 and
1: they all go oh I don't really know much about him anyway yeah
0: (laughs) moving on from that he's such a red herring yeah but it's genius because it's the double red herring you're supposed to think it's ludo but Mm. you're supposed to think it's red herring and it's actually what's his face karkaroff yeah or even um crouch senior
1: yeah at, yeah. th- at this point, you're not really suspecting Crouch Senior particularly, are you?
0: Well, he's now been off. Like, yeah. Well, he's turned up to like, steal stuff. So I, yeah. I would say,
1: I, if I were reading this sort of blind, I don't think I'd suspect Crouch Senior. I'd think someone was messing with him.
0: I think, I think you're meant to suspect Carcroft and then think, oh no, that's too obvious, it's Ludo.
1: Mm. I think that's
0: what you're meant to think. So we find out that Crouch Senior... Said- Before we
1: get to this... Can I just say how much lo- Sirius is like deep love for Harry, where he'll risk himself over yeah. Harry's welfare. It's so sweet. Yeah, he just loves. Him. It's so cute. He has come all the way to Hogsmeade. He didn't have to do that. He really didn't have to do that, and he knows that he's putting himself at serious, serious detriment.
0: Serious detriment. Hey, hey that,
1: that wasn't even intentional. Um, but he knows that that could get him killed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's
1: done it anyway at short notice, and I think that is so lovely. Like that was the first time Harry's had like a a father figure.
0: Yeah, and although this chapter is like so here to be the just like
1: exposition, exposition. Yeah,
0: it's so nice that Harry's got someone to talk everything through with.
1: It's really sweet, and so, it makes such a difference from him talking to Ron and Hermione because they're his peers. Yeah, they've got teenage opinions that are quite often dumb. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whereas
1: he's then he suddenly has this father he can go and talk to.
0: Yeah, And And it's someone
1: just more responsible when you trust his hot takes Exactly, that's the important thing Trust, he can talk to Dumbledore Yeah, he trusts Dumbledore to an extent But Sirius has a family link
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely
1: It's just so lovely to have that
0: yeah. yeah so we find out from Sirius mm. that Crouch sent Sirius to jail without a trial
1: mm. the Wizarding
0: World's justice system is just batshit crazy
1: uh, but equally you can see it happening yeah like in times yeah. of
0: war when like stuff is it's like there's no time for trials and they're clearly in the wrong let's send them to jail like Honestly, you can see it happening not
1: even in times of war like you can just see that kind of thing happening yeah yeah Oh, I'm and I'm I'm sure it does. I just feel like the whole Crouch senior storyline from really sad. junior politician to selling his soul basically yeah, yeah, I, for success to not getting that success.
0: I said that it, it's basically like the the classic Shakespeare tale of like it's a classic Shakespeare tragedy. Mm. So Crouch has passed, he was big in the ministry during Voldemort's time, but he fought violence with violence, and as everything got more violent with Voldemort, he became more violent in return until the point where his own son was caught with the Death Eaters and he sent him
1: to Azkaban. He basically killed him. Yeah. He basically killed his own son because he thought it would keep his success.
0: Yeah, and in the end it didn't because that was the the knife that sent mm. him to... No one trusted him anymore. Everyone thought that he was he wouldn't be a good minister for magic because he would send his own son to jail. So it was a doomed if you do, doomed if you do yes. situation. And also like... You know, that if he could raise someone whose son... And, like, I completely agree. And I think that... I don't think that Crouch is at all a sympathetic character. Because at the end of the day, like, his actions are, like, very far-right actions. And they're absolutely despicable. And I don't really feel bad for him in this situation of his own making. But I Mm. also think that you don't have your son or daughter or whoever... Like, you don't raise them in a normal way and have them go off to be like, yes... I'm going to commit a load of hate crimes and murder some minorities. Like, that's mm. not that's not just being a bad father. That's not just, oh, I wasn't there enough, I was at work too much. That's a really huge leap from, I was at work too much. Like, my dad travelled a lot for work when I was a child. I've yet to kill someone out of hatred. Yeah. Yet. But I, also, I, 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 it's, it's very clear when, <sighs> like, when we do get to the end of the book and Crouch Jr. starts revealing stuff that it is, a lot of it is daddy issues. Mm. Yeah. Which... Yeah. I hate that term but yeah but I just I think there's a lot in Crouch and he might not be like hateful and violent outwardly at least towards Mm. like muggles but I just think that it's a really big leap to be like he wasn't there enough oh so he went and murdered a bunch of like muggles and stuff. I think that there is clearly like an underlying hatred there whether it is I think that it would have to be towards those certain groups, but whether it's just like a a violent hatred there, because he's learnt it from somewhere. Well, Mm. I think he's learnt hatred from somewhere and he's so determined to not be like his dad, he's put the hatred into the opposite. Because his dad was like full of hate, like full of so much hate.
1: This is exactly it. I think Crouch Senior, he learnt the hate from his father.
0: But didn't want to be like him. He he expressed
1: it in the the opposite opposite direction. But I don't think Crouch Junior meant it. I mean, obviously at this point he does. Because he's gone actually mental, right? You know, like he, is, at this point, he's turning himself into a teacher to kill a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mad.
0: Yeah, as but... you would be if you had been in Az- Azkaban and then rescued, but in kept kept under the Imperius, exactly. curse in an like invisibility cloak. Like
1: I don't think Crouch Senior. I also I do not feel at all bad for him. No. He made his own bed. Oh yeah,
0: he like did it for enough years where he. It's a tragic storyline that so he made tragic. his own bed. And this
1: is the thing. Like, I think the storyline overall is tragic, and I feel like the the fact he felt he needed to put himself in that situation, mm. that is a truly tragic story. Probably one of the most tragic in this series. Especially
0: when we don't know. So the outcome that we're told now is that. Crouch Jr. was sent to prison and died a year later and then his wife was so distraught that she also died within a year.
1: Because he was meant to be 19 right, Crouch Jr.? Yeah. That, because this is is one of the main things in my opinion that the film just did dirty. They just got his age wrong.
0: They got everyone's Everyone's. age
1: wrong. I know they got everyone's age wrong but this is one of the ones where it really mattered. Yeah. I think that image of this basically teenage boy Yeah. Getting hauled off to essentially like Alcatraz. Yeah,
0: yeah. The one thing that I do like, I like that it came to light in the way that it did in film where they're in like the courtroom and i know it was like a very somatic cinematic thing where it was like oh and then they're all looking at him as he's trying really obviously to sneak off which just quite funny but i just think in the way that the books where it's kind of like oh and he was caught in in you know in association with these people i think that it works quite well here Mm. where you can picture that he's a young lad he is rebelling against his father he falls in with the wrong crowd this is not me defending it because like that they're, they're hateful racist murderers um but you know he kind of gets in with that and kind of gets himself into this situation and at this point it's very percy weasley yeah you know mm-hmm. it's 100%. kind of like you know not good but 100 like you could kind of be redeemed from this point and and it's this like tragic story of how he's fallen down this path but then obviously he he gets locked away blah blah, blah locked away and then hidden away and kept under control and I- invisible for years and years and years and then you would go crazy from that,
1: yeah, I love this duality as a reader when you see this story of Crouch Jr. and you see Percy Weasley, you yeah. can see it happening yeah definitely. Mm.
0: the whole thing is just so like nuanced it isn't I think what, books one, two and kind of three had this very like, oh, this is the good person mm. and this yeah. is the bad person storyline and in this book, yeah, there are bad people, but Ludo bagman, Crouch senior even kind of Carcroft at the same but he's just kind of bad but they're all more shades yeah. of good and bad rather than just being like 50 true. shades of grey exactly yeah. exactly well, what then, we're saying is... here is that is the true literary masterpiece it is
1: but this is what like you know I know I probably always bring Star Wars into <laughs> it somehow oh, no. I know another one for the bingo another one ding 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 this is what Star Wars Episode 8 tried to do like it tried to bring in that sort of shade of you know, maybe the good guys aren't so mm. good either. And then episode nine just sort of dunked it. And it yeah. was like, no, no, actually, they're just good and they're bad. just good and bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's definitely with this fourth book trying to bring a nuance into the discussion of good and bad. And which I like is, that. I really like that. And she, with a book, has got enough time to actually do that justice. So yeah.
1: really, It's a good effort from her.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to point out that Crouch... Junior is mentioned. This is the first mention of him, and it's on page four hundred and fifty-seven. Is that
1: actually the first time he's it's mentioned? The first
0: time it is mentioned that Crouch had a son. That's big. So there is like no way before this point you could work it out. No, not no way. From now on, if you were so smart, maybe. But, but even mm. then, I don't think so. No, and I do, I do think that there are certain like little tidbits in here, but overall. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do not think that we are given enough. No, I don't to think we're given enough. Work it out. I still like it because I don't think it came out of nowhere, mm. and that's a fine line. It's not like she just pulled this out and it was in the final chapter. We found out that he had a son, and also found out that it was him. That's how Stephen Moffat used to write. <laughs> um, but it's it it's there. You probably couldn't work it out. I wouldn't think not by uh, this point because. No and even by the end I just don't think that we're given enough I think it's one of those stories that's like really good to read on the second time but I don't think there's enough to get it on the first time. I do wish
1: especially in the first couple hundred pages she'd maybe just peppered in a reference to the fact that he had a son yeah
0: definitely I agree I agree even just
1: a coded one like a sort of Oh, no, but we don't... A classic Hagrid-like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I said of, that. You know, that kind yeah. of... Even if it's that heavy-handed, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, in the discussion that Crouch's son has died, Sirius series kind of mentions that it's normal for prisoners to just die. Isn't that
1: mad? Within
0: a year or two of being in Azkaban, and it's like, that... That's not. Does nobody want to look no. at that? That's not okay. Like that yeah. thing over there. That's not okay. Wizard
1: prison is clearly quite problematic.
0: It's very problematic. You it's can't bad. just send people off to possibly die. Yeah, that's a death sentence, not mm. a. But it's not even a death sentence in the way like a death sentence. At least, well, no, I say that I was about to say. At least you die quickly. You don't. Death row is like the most horrible, unjust thing ever. But it's a similar kind of thing where it's just like a waiting game of them to rot and die. But even the thing that we don't hear about in Harry Potter, and this doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but it's never covered, is anytime we hear about someone being in Azkaban, one, we never hear about a trial. Like it said in here that Crouch is the reason that Sirius didn't get in trial. However, when Hagrid gets locked up in the second book, doesn't get a trial, no. but we also don't hear of any sentencing length. It mm. seems like they just go away and go away forever. At no point do we have a single character who's like has been in Azkaban for like a year or two or ten years or whatever and came out. It's just like you go to Azkaban and you don't come back, and that is a life sentence.
1: What? And yeah. it's so true because when Hagrid gets carted off to Azkaban, is it Hagrid gets carted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about it like that's it, like yeah, he's dead like he's going to azkaban yeah game over
0: and there's also no lesser punishment that we know of like mm. you know starkid make the joke about wizard cops but it's like yeah you as far as we know you have the auras the the bad wizard catchers and then they catch wizards and they go to Azkaban but what about Mundungus what Mm. about him are there no wizard cops that then send them to there's there's the
1: magical law enforcement so there are wizard cops but
0: then where do they go because you you can't send a petty thief to be tortured in Azkaban I mean that I don't know
1: what's funny is the only other representation I can think of that you see in the current wizarding world is in Fantastic Beasts 1 where people are being put to death by Death mm. Potion. Mm. Like, that is the only other representation of, like, law enforcement I can think of is in the wizarding world. It's yeah, just That's all
0: pretty messed up. It's just all a fucked system. And, like, we know from, like, texts after J.K. Rowling finished that she was like, yeah, and they reformed the prison thing. And I'm like, you can't write a terrible prison thing in the books and then choose not to reform it during the course of the books, mm. like yeah, you're just basically by doing that, by only saying it afterwards, you're basically saying it wasn't important. Thank goodness she pieces. didn't
1: write a similar story about the house elves and their enslavement.
0: I mean, I was literally about to compare the, that to previous conversations we've had about the house elves. Yeah, uh, it's just a
1: lot of left. <laughs>
0: A little thing where they say that Crouch was meant to become the Minister for Magic like straight after Voldemort fell. But with his son being sent to Azkaban and then dying, Fudge got the top job. But Fudge actually didn't become Minister for Magic until 1990, which is nine years after Voldemort fell. So this bit doesn't really make sense. Dad. Where there's like this nine year gap.
1: But how old is Crouch Jr.? now in in this book
0: so he's 19 and it's now been 14 years
1: so he's 33 so maybe Tennant wasn't as bad of a casting Mm. choice as i thought
0: yeah tenant wouldn't have been far off 33 because
1: what i but he should
0: have been 19 in that court scene that was the issue yeah and also the fact that then he doesn't age like they didn't even try and age him down in makeup or cgi the main, the,
1: the main mark they miss is that when he got into all this he was basically only just an adult like yeah. he was a child
0: yeah no they yeah. don't really show that like he still had teen in his age yeah that for me is like you don't like that's not Absolute if they've got adult. teen in their age they're a child yeah speaking
1: of it do you know what stopped being a teenager yesterday the song Teenage Dirtbag by Wheatus. No!
0: 20 years
1: ago, yesterday. No, My gosh, that's yeah. not fun. Just thought I'd get that out there. So, um, the they
0: talk about Snape and Bertha Jorkins, who is still missing. There's lots of newspaper articles about him. Oh, her. I love
1: the Bertha Jorkins thing. And
0: then, to end the chapter... Never mind. No, you can love
1: it. <laughs> I, just, I, I really enjoy that this whole book. They've kind of... I mean, they, they pepper it more in the next chapter. I can talk about it more later, but I love... That's something she did do quite well in this one when it comes to peppering something in gradually through the book. Oh, yeah. Is who's Bertha Jorkins? Is she okay? No, is no. she dumb?
0: No, no, but what we realise, which I only realise from doing this podcast, is in the first chapter she's explicitly stated as dead.
1: Is that right? So yeah. you as
0: the reader should know she's dead. But the problem is, because you're learning of it out of context, you yourself yeah. forget. Mm. It's again, it's a second read. Do you read it for the second time, you go? she was dead that entire entire book and it wasn't just she was dead the entire book it was stated in the first chapter that she's dead
1: in the riddle house in the riddle house oh my goodness voldemort says that clever neil
0: is peeling open his book frantically i don't believe you to finish off the chapter there's a really good hint he's like i've got to fact check these women I don't believe it. There's no women... way
1: two women could be correct about a nerdy thing. <laughs> so
0: you guys were talking about the parallels between Crouch Jr. and Percy, and he's pointing at it. There it
1: is. I killed Bertha because I had to. Exactly. Boom.
0: Um, Boom. So you guys were talking about the parallels between Crouch Jr. and Percy, and to finish off this chapter, there's a really good kind of quote from Ron where Ron says, Percy's like Barty Crouch. but Like Crouch. Oh, yeah. And Hermione says he would never throw his family in Azkaban mm. though and Ron says I don't know Percy's really ambitious mm. he would do, I think he would do anything when Hermione says he would never throw his own family to the no. mentors and mm. what a good piece of foreshadowing. Yeah. And mm. not a good opinion to have about your brother. Yeah when you think that about your own brother like Ron's the only one that believes this and Ron is right and Ron knows
1: and yeah. it's pretty horrible. How does, this is, another, this is something that I was reading and I thought surely that isn't quite right how does Sirius not know about the dark mark on the death eater's arms
0: yeah uh this there there's a few things in harry potter that i think you you're like oh they always knew about that and you mm. kind of discover later like even the existence of the death eaters you're like no they know about that from the start and then you find out later on and you're like no no they did but you should have and like the, the dark mark is the it's same thing mm. it's like it, later on in the books it's referred to is this thing where it's kind of like everyone's known about that and everyone always has but then you read back and you're like no because the thing
1: is that they clearly all know about it as a symbol because of the panic at the Quidditch World Cup like, they know about it, I assume, because it was shot up during his worst killings. So,
0: yeah, when they, uh, whenever they killed someone, they put it above the house. Yeah.
1: Th- there you go. But I'm just did- amazed they didn't know about it on the arms. Or is that just serious specifically? Well,
0: I think even if they did, I don't think it's enough to say someone is or isn't a Death Eater. Because, like, if mm. someone is an undercover person for Voldemort, they wouldn't, like... Bra- like that would be stupid if they were branded with the dark mark. Like imagine Sirius is like an undercover agent, then like going to James is like, what's that on your arm? I don't know.
1: Like, the impression that I get from some of the phrasing in these couple chapters is that it's not always there. Like, yeah, they're branded with it, but it's only there when he's strong.
0: No, it fades, but it's yeah. still there. Mm,
1: I'm just amazed that I would have thought Sirius of all people would know about that,
0: especially because his brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you would, you would think and also like he was part of the like secret organization trying to take Voldemort down you think they would have enough intel to be like right you see a bloke and he's got a big fucking snakey skull thing on his up yeah run
1: yeet him well what, yeah, with well, the Avada Kedavra. I what we do you
0: know from book seven is it's only Voldemort's very inner circle that are branded mm, with it and yeah. like everyone else who even like works for him or helps him doesn't have it
1: yeah even so, so yeah. it's just I found that quite interesting it is
0: it is yeah. And it's a bit with the like Sirius is meant to be Voldemort's like number one bloke and doesn't have one. Yeah, yeah and also because like the Order of the Phoenix back in the day would have known because Snape was mm. an inner man. He would have been like, Yo, Dumbledore, check this shit out. Yeah. Like and then my Dumbledore would have been like, Yo, guys, check this shit out. Because like... Snape's
1: got one, right?
0: Yeah. 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 So obviously Dumbledore wouldn't have said, Oh hey, like, I know this because of Snape, because he was keeping it a secret, but He would have known and he surely would have circulated that to the rest of the Order of the Phoenix? You would would think think. so, but yeah. So chapter 28, The Madness (laughs) of my God! Finally, it only took us 51 minutes and 17 seconds. Great. So Ron writes to Percy asking about Crouch, basically nosing around. Mm. They give Dobby his new socks as a thank you, but when they're in the kitchens, they discover that Winky is drunk.
1: Oh, this is the bit where I get to talk about spew... Mm. i this is, to. No, this is it's one cool of the reasons salad. I chose this chapter. I feel like it was really well-meaning mm. as a plot line. I feel like when she was writing it, she really thought that it was going to teach a lot of kids yeah. some good morals. And, you know, when I was reading it... When I was reading it as a kid... When I was reading it... When I was reading it as a kid... I feel like it maybe taught me something. I don't know what specifically it taught me, but I feel like her heart was in the right place writing it. And it could have been an incredibly intelligent plot line, especially if it wasn't so accepted. Yeah. If it was just like the mega rich families had a house elf and it was like,
0: "Mm, maybe that's not so okay anymore. So what we basically have said in previous episodes... Mm. And it's similar to what we were just saying about the police system is that spew could have been a really great thing for teaching us a lot of different messages about Mm. slavery and activism, blah, blah, blah. However, where it fucks up is the fact that it is never changed and never redeemed within the text. We have JK later on being like, come on, he went on to do this, blah, 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 blah. But if all the message that you have in the text is that this is okay, everyone thinks this is okay, the slaves think it's okay, society thinks it's okay, and you never have that moment of that system being torn down, then all you're just saying is that it's okay. Like, she doesn't follow through Mm. on saying, actually, no, this is bad, and this is why it is, this system is dismantled later on, or whatever. So... Not great.
1: Because to, to me, this bit of a chapter with Winky, like, pining for her master mm. reads very uncomfortably. Whereas I yeah. feel like, it, you know, if House elves were something that just these incredibly rich pureblood families had and Hermione was campaigning against that, yeah. that would make it... That would be quite a powerful point. Maybe not the best judged point, but a powerful point. But in this chapter, it's like... Yeah, they're all, they're all just here in Hogwarts, and that's fine. I
0: think she just worked herself into too complex of an issue to work out in the own book she'd set out for herself. It was like she wrote it in, being like, mm. "I want to solve this," and then she was like, "It's not going to get solved in the next yes. three years."
1: I used to think when I when I thought about stuff they cut out from the film, I was like, oh, "Why did they cut out the whole SPW thing?" No, I see why now. Yeah, yeah. It's and, not great.
0: And though it might have been slightly unrealistic to solve it in the three years this is a magic book about magic. Mm. Um, And I think that you definitely could have tied it into, you know, you could have spent the next three years, actually, the Dumbledore, not Dumbledore, but (laughs) yes, Dumbledore, but also like Dobby kind of working from within and changing their minds. And then you could have had part of their help in the Battle of Hogwarts. Which you did have. They did help in the Battle of Hogwarts. No, no, but you could have had them helping because they're like, yes, this is... We've decided we want freedom. We are helping, but we want our... We will help, but we want our freedom. And you know that we have this amazing magic because, like... Dobby our martyr you know gave his life using his Mm. extraordinary magic that is undervalued by Voldemort which is a storyline that was set up that repeatedly Voldemort was due to him undervaluing um, House of Elves magic there was twice twice Mm. when he was fooled by it so it would have worked really brilliantly to have them come into the Battle of Hogwarts to say we're fighting not for you, but for our freedom that we have now decided we want. Might have been technically a quick turnaround if you compare it to what would actually happen in real life. But it but would it's have been at least book. like finishing off a plotline that she started rather than just like exactly. leaving it. Mm. Rather than you're just like, and now the slaves fight for their masters for nothing in return. I feel
1: like I would say this is one of her very few properly... Unfinished, unthought through plotline. Yeah,
0: and it could have been. You could have tied it it in with a few sentences. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think she started it off with really good intentions and basically got scared by it. She got scared by her own plotline. The
1: start on SPW, when it's first mentioned earlier in this book, I think, Uh, it's a really strong start. You think, mm. oh my goodness, like that is. An interesting idea. Really big idea to give to kids. But Mm. like
0: cleverly done. And then she's just like, I don't know how to fix this anymore. Because in book five, she's still trying to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's just like dropped completely in book six. And you're like, you could have carried this
1: on. Even even by this chapter, it reads as somewhat offensive. (laughs) It just doesn't read well. Yeah. It doesn't read well. Yeah.
0: So like, winky is drunk oh,
1: she's had mood.
0: six bottles of butter she's having six bottles of butterbeer a day it's really fucking sad that she has no access to any sort of help i i was gonna say access to any decent booze but okay all that or no one cares she's seriously ill and the other household's is just like let's cover up with a cloth but also i'm now thinking <laughs> i this this chapter i thought more about like from winky's perspective because it Every time I've read it, I think I've thought of it from the perspective of, like, what we actually know about Winky, that she was Mr. Crouch's house health. But actually, what we learn about her at the end of the book is that she looked after Crouch Jr. for 10 years. Mm. Kept him, you know, helped him under the Imperius curse, kept him under the invisibility cloak. Like, her job wasn't cleaning and cooking. Her job was to look after Crouch Jr. So, of course, she is absolutely distraught at being torn away from him because she literally, like... Cared for this person, like, and that was her entire life, and it's been ripped away from her. See,
1: I do think in an ideal world in the movies, even if they'd cut SPW, they should have kept Winky. Yeah. Winky
0: is so essential to the pop. She
1: is so important to the, like you say, the reason why Crouch Jr. It was quite so tragic. Doesn't it doesn't
0: make sense without yeah. it. It no. does not make sense how this has happened, and it doesn't even make sense. They. Fully don't explain the backstory in the films mm-hmm. adequately, and it's just time after time again. I take for granted because when I watch the films, I fill in those blanks, yeah. And then actually, sometimes you like kind of take stock of how do people understand what's going on? No, see, this was really film interesting. Four for me. Is one of the only films that actually doesn't make sense on its own, like Can the we... others at least put some things in so it at least tries to make sense. Film 4, no, as
1: someone that hadn't read book four, yeah, you know, like, since seeing film four for the first time, like in my head, I thought. Well, film thought like, Crouch Jr. He's the bad guy I guess he was in hiding for a while. Like, in my head, I just kind of put it together. Yeah. Because, like, you have to with some of the Star Wars where it's like they don't really explain that, so you just have to kind of deal with it. And it's like, oh, I guess he's a bad guy then. That's just how I dealt with it. I was like, oh, I guess he's a bad guy then. But this book adds so much amazing flesh to it.
0: But I just... It's like, I, I'm just amazed that they didn't test the scripts with anyone. Like, mm. just headhunt. Okay, you've never read Harry Potter. Can you read this script and How tell us if How did Rowling
1: makes... approve this? I don't yeah. know,
0: because it makes no sense. How? Yeah.
1: It Literally, they could have added maybe five minutes worth of scenes and it would have made it a better Yeah. Never
0: remind they also cut out Ludo Bagman.
1: Don't get me started on that, because he's half of the the fun yeah. of building up because he's such an obvious red herring don't yeah, like, it's just, but him being it just could be done there. so much better yes. in the Netflix
0: series honestly and I just want to be a part of it I want to be like a, a consultant. canon consultant but even, Yeah,
1: they could have done this one justice with that film literally add maybe not even five minutes worth of scenes yeah. and plot just add a tiny little sprinkle one scene yeah. and it makes it into I a mean, better film <laughs> yeah. the
0: biggest one for me is always the lack of Voldemort's backstory because, mm. yes, technically it does make sense without that. However, it just makes him such a shit villain. Yeah. He, he's just evil for the sake of it. Yeah.
1: He's bad guy. He's Palpatine. Yeah. He's just random big bad guy is who bad is there. He's bad because
0: bad. Yeah. 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 And he looks evil, so he is evil. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Big bad guy, big cloak. Ooh, spook. Yeah. Ooh, bad. That's...
0: Yeah. yeah. One ah! of the things that I I really hope this even to like edit out is... When they do the Netflix or Amazon Prime thing, we're actually in a really good position to be like, no, seriously. Can we be Ah. a Canon consultant? Because this, and then also because, like, we're one of the only British people doing it and it will probably be a British production. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely. I would fight for us to be like, no, let us... We need to be a script consultant.
1: Even yeah, even just as very vague consultant, Yeah, I yeah. think you've got a shot at uh, that.
0: I would fucking do it for free. Yeah. They wouldn't even have to pay me. No, they wouldn't they have should, to pay me. I'd but... pay them, but it doesn't matter. So yeah. next day, loads of Owl's Land at breakfast in front of Heidi. I
1: love this bit.
0: And it's hate mail from magazine readers. Mm. So... I don't understand how Skeeter gets no punishment for what she did to Hermione because like, okay, so in this country you are allowed to write articles about minors but you are not allowed to reveal any personal information about them but the problem with Hogwarts is that there's only one wizarding school so all they need to do is write Hermione's name and people know where to send hate mail so like yeah someone sent her a curse which hurts her hand someone could have sent her a curse that could have seriously injured or killed her Mm. and there's no repercussions for Rita Skeeter for doing this? Like
1: this brought into my mind two questions one of which is like, does the school not? Obviously, they're not checking the mail, but surely you'd think they'd be scanning it no. for curses, oh, you, like
0: protect, protective. Like we know in the later films that there are things to stop any like evil spouse Get mm. that? That should just be the default. Because what is
1: it? It's booba tuba pus, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like you'd think they'd scan for poisons, like they do before things arrive at the White House. Like yeah. you'd think they'd just scan for that. Also. How does the owl post system work?
0: No, we're not. It's too long to go into. Oh, We've but I love it. We've Have you tried. really? Go ahead. Why but, do you? How do you
1: think it works? I just I find postal systems quite interesting. Like, there must be. Oh,
0: put that on your grave. Put that
1: right on my grave. I. There must be like central owl hubs, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like how does this thing work? Because yeah. when Harry sends off an owl, he gets the same owl back. So that implies that when you send a letter that owl sticks around for the reply.
0: Yes. If it's your owl, yes.
1: But like, I don't know, there's so many, there's so many questions. Yeah. About how this thing works. Like, what if you want to send the letter internationally?
0: Well, we've already discussed at Christmas, we were like, how did the Dursleys send Harry his Mm. Christmas present? We also at one point did the miles per hour of different owls, didn't we? Yeah, we've done the miles per hour. Because it's implied at
1: one point in the book that No matter where you send an owl from or to, it is that owl that delivers the thing. Come on. No, we've already
0: discussed how an owl has flown all the way from Egypt to Surrey. And then they're like, why is this owl so tired? I don't know. Maybe because it flew from fucking Egypt? Because we worked out how long it would take. I can't remember, but we literally did the distance from Surrey to Egypt and then did the average owl sighing speed I can't remember how long it was but trust us Neil and also can the owls read because you don't put addresses on them none of this matters like
1: you'd think there must be postal port keys no
0: no. because I'm willing
1: to accept the idea that owls can understand where someone is like I feel like owls in this book are a little bit like ravens in Game of Thrones especially in the books where they understand where people are they're trained to know people and their locations but was something I just can't quite make peace with is the idea that they fly thousands of miles yeah, without some kind of apparition station in the middle. Yeah, yeah. no,
0: we've we've done the miles per hour.
1: It yeah. just... I, I don't want to bore you people with this, but it bugs me.
0: One thing to note is that the letters are uh, things like telling her to go back where she, she came, came from. from.
1: Ooh, I do feel like this plotline is more relevant in 2020 than it has ever been with it's... Twitter
0: just yeah. so nice like,
1: obviously, but also like, my question was it, but... like
0: who has the energy and wherewithal to send letters to a 14 year old after you've read a gossip <clears throat> article but it shows at least how because kind of the average wizard like in Harry Potter we're exposed to like the kind of average wizard that we see through Harry's lens of like mm. these good people and then there's like the extreme dark wizards and we don't get to see that in between aside from the in this occasional moment where you're just like here's the general shitty public. Yeah, which is sending so, hate mail to a 15 Yeah, girls. and sending curses and telling her to go back where she came from. And it reminds you that actually the Wizarding Society is the exact same as our society. It's full of arseholes. arseholes. I do
1: think, genuinely, if tomorrow, one of the more horrible newspapers in the UK wrote an article about one of us three, I do think we could feasibly get hate mail like this. You know what yeah. I mean? Definitely over Twitter, but I mean... Even physical hate mail. I just feel like this is such a... Oh, yeah.
0: I wrote who does this, but then I'm like, oh, yeah. All those people who... Like, the other day, like, a photo of, like, Molly May. May. Yeah. That same one from Love Island, where she looks like a normal person. Not even even a normal person. She looks fucking incredible. She looks great, but, like, it's like a normal photo. She's wearing Hmm. a bikini. It's not like an Instagram post photo. And then men were just like... Lardy is uh, fucking fat She looks like this at 21. What's she going to look like at 40? Who the fuck is? Oh, she's mm. so lardy. It's like, who the
1: fuck are you? <laughs> I and I like, what do you look that. like?
0: What do you, because you can guarantee those commenters look like absolute shit. Well, this yeah, they funny thing. look like a
1: frog. I can't remember if it was on this or just on another tweet where someone replied, like, oh, you look awful, love. And then they were like, they zoomed in on his profile picture and just like, have you looked at your own profile
0: picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, it, but there,
0: yeah, there are these people who this is their life. So, it is so
1: I think this is one of the more real yeah. points she makes yeah. here.
0: Like, we shouldn't be tearing anyone down by their appearance. But yeah. if you're gonna come for someone's appearance. You better be fucking. Perfect. You better be like you're ten out, of, eleven out of ten.
1: I, I enjoy that she sort of instills this mistrust of journalism.
0: Yeah. Which I think has Oh, it's a building plotline the mistrust yeah. of journalism, yeah.
1: But I feel like it's kind of shaped our generation to an extent.
0: Oh, 100%. There's a big mistrust of journalism. And
1: mm. I feel like that has come back to bite Mrs. Rowling <laughs> somewhat. Yeah. This sort of uh, I
0: like but... council culture, shut up. But I mean yeah. the thing is like the press have been discussing to JK Rowling and obviously you know that I am the last person to defend J.K. and I'm not defending her. She's a disgusting human but being. The but the way the sun treated her is absolutely. Oh, in so care of magical creatures. Nifflers! <laughs> Nifflers. Nifflers. Are there! Nifflers. So moles. this is what I wanted to bring up. You know, last episode I mentioned Harry's watch. You, you mentioned it, and I said I wanted to come back to it. Okay. So the text has now mentioned on three separate occasions in the last few chapters that Harry's watch is no longer working because he took it in the lake, and you mentioned it that he took it in the link because it says he didn't take it off then hmm. three separate times it mentions that he checks his watch and it's no longer working to me this really 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 feels like the setup for a plot line that she then decided not to do like you know I mentioned I think in like a yeah. book one where I was like oh the setup for plot lines is so clever how many setups do you think there are that she then decided not to do I think
1: this is one. I think this is one.
0: Because, like, why mention the watch so much? I
1: think this is when she was still considering playing with time turners more.
0: No, see, I think... Do not think? I think it has something to do with, like, the graveyard and the portkey and getting back in time. I think... You know the portkey, we're going to rant about it, in at the end when it works at any time rather than being set to a time Mm. i think the plot maybe has something to do with the porky being set to a time and harry realizing that his watch doesn't work so he doesn't know the time it's gonna go or something
1: oh that's quite clever Mm. that's That's what i
0: started to theorize but i am absolutely convinced that this watch like if you guys go back and reread the book, there's three mentions of the watch not working, and I'm just yeah. absolutely convinced it's a drop. I do plot feel like line. when I was
1: reading it, I they do mention the watch
0: like a, an awful lot. Yeah, mm. I, uh, yeah. Because
1: she clearly, she clearly had a bit of a thing for time mm. as a concept, yeah. just based on the last book. Like maybe. This could have also just been a setup for some later time Yeah, stuff. it could
0: have been a time travel thing. I and personally think it might have been a porky thing. It's mm. also pretty weird to have a character that just keeps putting on a watch that isn't working. Yeah. Because the as much as you... watches? You might do it like once or twice,
1: mm.
0: like out of habit, but eventually you would stop putting it on. And but I the fact he keeps know... wearing it and mentioning it, And is... I don't even know if it's mentioned again after this because I haven't... I've only read up to the point yeah. we're reading, so there could be more mentions of this, so this is the kind of frustrating thing where i'm never going to have an answer to this like Mm. why is this watch mentioned but please tweet us your theories about why the watch is mentioned so much because i yeah this is what we find
1: out there's like a pottermore page about harry's watch yeah and there's like deep lore. i hope
0: there isn't i only want fans there's a whole
1: wiki about Harry's
0: watch. So Hagrid mentions that the gold is leprechaun gold and vanishes after a few hours. Yeah. Oh,
1: this bit makes me so Ron sad. Ron
0: realises in this moment that the money he gave Harry for the Omnioculars will have disappeared. Harry never noticed this and he kind of blames it on like everything being in a rush, which is sort of fair enough. But Ron is really, really upset by this comment because he's like, I wish I could be in a situation where I didn't notice yeah. a pocket full of gold going missing. Which is like, I don't know, To to me it's very... Like, you just can't imagine it. Because, like, I don't know how much money it was in, like, real terms. But, like, I can definitely picture, like, say if it was, like, 20 quid or something. Mm. If I was given 20 quid in cash Mm. and then something happened, I would not notice after. I think we worked out it was about 50 quid. Yeah. I think even... I think I would be a lot, a lot, a lot more likely to realise 50 quid was missing. But... I can still, like, see a chance that I would not. Because I definitely wouldn't notice, like, 20 quid. Like, if, panic, something, cause if something... the panic in that situation. Yeah, yeah, but, like, 50 quid, I could even picture that maybe I would notice quite a few days later. And I would think, maybe I put it in my drawer? Yeah, like, or... maybe I did this. Yeah, exactly. But it's really you know even with 20 quid like to me that's like 20 quid and obviously i don't want to lose 20 quid that's a lot of money but like we're very privileged in that we could lose 20 quid and we've just lost 20 Mm. quid and it sucks but there are some people if they lose 20 quid that's like they can't eat yeah they can't eat for the month for the month. let alone 50 quid
1: i feel like i'll give jk a lot of flack for these couple chapters there's a lot of stuff where i'm like you should have handled this better this bit I think she handled it quite nicely. I yeah. think it's
0: really well handled. I think because especially, I think she knows that like a lot of the average readers are in Harry's position where they understand where Harry's coming I from. I think even
1: she was in that position for a long time.
0: Yeah. Whereas like you read this and you're forced to understand Ron's position and it's it's a very very it, it's a shocking realization he, to hmm. Harry and for a lot of readers it will be a shocking realization. He literally to them. just
1: says something like, "I hate being poor." Yeah. He it's then says, so... "I hate being poor." On the nose. And,
0: and the other two have, like, no reply to him. They're just like, okay.
1: Yeah. It's That's that's really yeah. good from her.
0: Yeah. So Hermione is on the warpath. Yep. Uh, she asks <laughs> Moody if he saw Rita Skeeter and establishes that, no, she wasn't using an invisibility cloak. Um, Harry then asks whether she could have bugged them. Yes. And then it's revealed that computers don't work at Hogwarts because magic interferes. With the computers in the air. But there's reasons. Weak. Reasons. Reasons. So weak. Neil, there's reasons. The computer's oh, I in The, the, the magic it. in the air. The air. The magic. I hate it
1: so much. It,
0: you know, the Wi Fi. Oh, the Wi Fi can't. The there's magic. too much look, look magic. Look at the Wi Fi and air. the magic.
1: What this implies is that magic operates on a microwave frequency, <laughs> which brings its whole different.
0: Maybe it does. Maybe, maybe magic issues, operates on a microwave but frequency. But wizards live
1: longer. But. Oh, I, my. God, there's too much magic in the air. It doesn't.
0: It's a plot this point so that we don't awful. have to bring technology.
1: Shh, this, Shh. this along <laughs> with "It Was Love All Along" are the two things that I just. It was love all
0: along. It's more nuanced. Oh, than I, that.
1: I hate. It. I mean, you know, maybe by the time I've reread the last two books, I'll be slightly less cynical than "It Was Love All Along," but. Oh my god. Yeah. Could you not explain it a bit better than there's no, too much magic in the No, air. because she
0: doesn't understand computers. So Mrs. Weasley sends Hermione oh. a tiny egg compared oh. to Ron and Harry. And This, um, this is really sad because she read the Witch Weekly article. But this is where it's really mean of Ron to not then write to Mrs. Weasley. Like, yeah. oh, by the way, like in his next letter home, be like, P.S. Mm. Harry has never dated Hermione. That article was a lie. Yeah. Love you. Mm-hmm. Ron <laughs> never does it. And then like, Ha- it's. I think it's Harry that thinks to do it right at the end of the book, like correct her. Just and give
1: like, Hermione some of your chocolate first of all. Yeah.
0: First I and I assume they out. do. I
1: assume doesn't they're not like, like we're going to eat all this in front of you. It doesn't sound like it from the book. It sounds like they're just sat there with it. I think it only says a mouthful of toffee. Yeah. Being like oh no, but Ron should
0: write to Miss Weasley. So at the end of May, we've now skipped to the end of May. Harry hmm. goes down to find out about the third task. I just keep getting reminded with these books that the gap between Christmas and summer is always so fast in Harry mm, Potter than yeah. the gap between September and Christmas. Uh, so I have some questions at this bit because they get taken down to, the to see the maze. Yeah. That, is, that is growing. Yes. No, one. I, it, one, one, one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> How would they have only just found this out? Surely someone would have been like, I was going on a walk. The other day, fucking maze (laughs) growing. It's explicitly said in the books that from some classrooms you can see the quidditch pitch yeah Wait,
1: but how high is it at this point so at this point it's like so. knee
0: height but then 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 the you question raised is you could see the pattern of the maze you yes. could literally be memorizing the, the way inv- around at this the point they're like oh it's it's like knee height i'm like and, and like, stand in a classroom and look down yeah. on it and yeah like you could do that or even if like okay so you're down there and yeah, you might not be able to see to the centre of the maze and maybe somehow you couldn't from a classroom. But when you're down there, you could at least be like, okay, well, if I turned right, that's clearly a dead end. Yeah. Mm. But if I turn left... like.
1: But the, the implication I get is that this thing grows really fast... And has an awful lot of magic permeating it. No,
0: it doesn't. That's the films. The films is magic hedges. The book is not magic hedges. No, no,
1: but these are definitely magic hedges because he says that by the time the task happens, they'll be 20 feet high. That's
0: just Hagrid putting grow things in them. I would, if I were any of the champions, I would go up to the astronomy tower and start memorising the pattern of the maze.
1: I'm amazed she didn't make that. (laughs) Amazed. I'm a, like, <laughs> how did she not make that a plot point? Yeah. That feels yeah. like a classic Rowling.
0: Yeah, and you could even just put one line in to be like, "Oh, and don't try and look from above, kids, because I've put a, a, a spell, spell on to haze it."
1: The, the maze kind of warps every ten minutes. You could even,
0: Harry could get up in the middle of the night, invisibility cloak, grab his broom, fly above the maze, go. Okay. He could draw it. He could fly above it and draw it. Mm. Exactly. Harry doesn't because he's an idiot.
1: Or even he could take a photo. It's established that photographs are a thing yeah. in the wizarding world.
0: So basically Harry's an idiot. But then <laughs> then Ludo Bagman, when he's explaining the challenge, says the first person to touch the cup in the centre of the maze will get full marks. <laughs> ah This is then this is then <laughs> proven wrong. I think in the next episode where we will we will record where the first person to touch the cup wins. Full marks. No, right here, Lydia Magnus says, full marks. This has changed one chapter later. It's full marks. And this is after the chapter where they got 50 points for going yeah. in the lake, but 10 points for facing...
1: A dragon, dragon. you get I uh, am
0: I'm sorry but like lake is a lot easier than dragon. I'm sorry. They just didn't they just had to not die in the lake.
1: Like dragon was... definitely should have been task 2. What
0: are the yeah. rules? What what are the rules for this stupid JK stupid just stupid doesn't tournament. understand sport or gender or mm. Or just, like, consistency in the... My... What
1: do you mean? The rules of Quidditch are watertight. What are you saying? Shut
0: up. So, Crumb, <laughs> after all of this, Crumb pulls Harry aside to talk. Uh, it turns he, out... He we... uh, pulls him for a chat like they're in Love Island. Yeah, can I just uh, <laughs> pull you <laughs> for a chat? <laughs> yeah, can I just uh, pull you uh, for Can I just... Uh... I was just wondering, like, are you, like, chirps in Hermione? Like, what's going on there? It is literally Love Island. He's like, so what's like
1: going on between
0: you because like I don't want to step on anyone's toes but like I've really I'm trying to think of the Love Island phrases like I've been like you know like I've been like having some chats with like Hermione and I know that you guys are like coupled up so like I don't want to like but like how are you feeling because like I I don't want to step on your toes, but we've been having some really good chats, so if you're not feeling it, then I just want to, you know, make sure we're on the same page. I
1: know that she's not my type on paper. Not my type on paper!
0: (laughs) She's not my type on paper. Harry Potter is Love Island confirmed! Confirmed! (laughs) So, yeah, Crumples decide to ask about his relationship to Hermione because he suspects they have been or are together. Harry is... Harry, like, says no, and then is really chuffed to be seen as an equal...
1: (laughs) Yeah, off,
0: mm. which is the he's cutest. So small. Shit. It's, it's also so kind of
1: sad. It's
0: a bit sad, but, but Harry he's a is teenager. like four years younger yeah. than him. So Mr. Crouch then staggers out of the forest behind them. This is the first time we've seen Mr. Crouch Senior in chaps and chapters. What, an, what an entrance! What an mm. entrance! Just stagger out the forest, just like you know me. Yeah, me. Yeah, I'm in the fucking woods. Here I am. When he I read is...
1: this, when I reread this for the first time, when he staggers out of the woods, it's like, oh, oh hi, oh my god! Like, the so, plot moves all of a sudden.
0: I mean, it is a little bit convenient that he staggers out in the right time at the right place that Harry Potter is there, but Shh. we'll just this is all through the books. Harry That's is that, always yeah. in the right that place, is the, whole the right book. place at the right time. Is the books. So, Crouch looks bedraggled and is talking to a tree like it's Percy Weasley. No. Like it's, it's Weatherby. 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 But then he snaps. So he's basically got two kind of personalities in his maddened state. Yeah. He, on one hand, he thinks it's the 1990s and is talking to Weatherby. But on the other hand, he snaps, spots Harry, and is desperate to see Dumbledore, saying he has to see Dumbledore and that he's done a stupid thing. Yeah. He says that Bertha is dead. And that the Dark Lord is stronger. So this is, again, like our second confirmation that Bertha is dead. But I think we as the reader still aren't totally sure that Bertha is dead. This is
1: the one, there where and I also think... also,
0: what is her part in it?
1: Yeah, like, mm. so? This is the one where I think you think, like, oh, God, she is dead.
0: But, like, why? Who the fuck is this girl? Yes. Yeah. And what does she do? Is she good? Is she bad? Like, um, like
1: what? And also, in that same breath you get the implication that his son is maybe alive. Yeah. He's like, like, yeah, he's
0: like, my son didn't mean to, but nothing's fully explained. But this
1: is where she starts actually peppering the twist in. Yeah. 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 Finally. (laughs) Finally.
0: So Harry doesn't know what to do, but leaves Crumb with him to sprint up to Dumbledore's office because he knows where it is. He doesn't know the password and Snape appears, obviously, Hmm. and says that Dumbledore is busy and, oh my... Fucking God, can you actually not tell? This is the thing, like, I know Snape's a bully and doesn't like Harry, but at the end of the day, something actually important yeah. in the Voldemort sphere of things is happening right now. So could Snape not actually just do something useful for you, once in his think, miserable like, life?
1: If I was an absolute asshole, like, Snape clearly yeah, is I mean, brilliant. you are. But Snape clearly is in these books. Like, he hates Harry with a real passion. Yeah. You'd be able to tell the difference between him coming and trying to mess with you. Yeah. Being like, oh, uh, Mr. Crouch is in the bushes. And being like, um... I need help. Like, there is a... What, what the hell is going on? Please help me. Yeah. You'd. He's a... Snape is an awful man. He's an awful man. He's an awful, He's got his own problems. Snape is he, a bastard
0: man. Snape, he is. he
1: is a bastard man. He needs to not take he's this out. He's a zero
0: star man.
1: Because he's taking this out on children. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's so messed up. Yep. How do people like him? I don't know. But Dumbledore appears by osmosis and follows (laughs) Harry down to the forest. Crumb and Crouch are gone when they get there, but then they find Crumb unconscious on the ground. Dumbledore shoots a silvery bird at Hagrid's cabin, mm. which is the first instance of a Patronus message, which is nice. It's like mm. in in book four. I was, I
1: was going to ask about this. It's a because, Patronus Because I thought that's a really cool thing that then I assume gets brought up again.
0: I think you just kind of put two and two together. Yeah,
1: okay. I just think that's cool. And also there's a really big hint that he's a Legilimens here. Because Harry wants to send the letter to Sirius, and Dumbledore says, "Yes, yes. don't, yeah. Send, yeah. Any don't s- do send any letters that you might to send."
0: Yeah, he's definitely like out himself as a. Legitimate. And that's
1: cool because even at this point, Harry's like, "I don't know how he knew that."
0: Yeah, and he's like, "His eyes can read minds," but Hagrid turns up, and then Moody turns up, and Moody is kind of like, "Where has he come from?" And he says that he heard from Snape, mm. which is convenient because he watched the whole thing on the map, but isn't true. But Mm. it's good then karkaroff arrives and accuses dumbledore of having a plot to like off his champion and starts like going off on one and like threatening dumbledore and hagrid pushes him against a tree and there's a whole thing can
1: we also talk about i caught something quite clever here when moody turns up this is where i'm like oh she's really peppering the twist now is when moody turns up he implies that he's not used to the leg he says, so, he turns oh, up yeah. and he says something like, Bastard oh, if, if only, down. yeah, this damn leg hadn't slowed me down well, so much. Well, I think
0: maybe I, I always interpreted that just as like he, you know, hasn't always had a, but, a, a had mm, a, a prosthetic. It could but be both ways, though. It's yeah. Moody's ones. had
1: it for long enough that I don't think he'd complain about that. If yeah. it was actually Moody... Yeah. I feel like he's not the type to be like, oh, this damn leg. I think he just wouldn't mention it. Right, I think he'd yeah. just turn up. Whereas the fact he turns up and the first thing he says rather than what's yeah. going on is, this damn leg. And it probably, feels like he's trying. Yeah, that.
0: Barty Crouch Jr. probably is thinking, this fucking leg. Yeah. Because he was trying to get there before someone would like see Crouch or exactly. whatever. So he probably is, that's him being truthful. He's like, my damn leg. Yeah.
1: I thought, in hindsight, and I only caught this when I read it literally this I morning. I that. I was like, oh, that's actually quite a clever way of peppering it in. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. So, Carcroft spits at Dumbledore, which just don't, don't don't do that. Don't spit at and people. And then Hagrid slams him into a tree. Yep. Slams him S- in. And then Hagrid takes Harry back up to the school and slacks off foreigners.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's the end of the chapter. It's all a bit thanks, Rex. Thanks, Joanne.
0: <laughs> Slag off those foreigners. Thanks for that. Thank you.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I am actually melting. So now we come to the part of the episode where we have a Patreon question. If you donate $10 or more to our Patreon, you get a question at the end of the episode. Today's question is from S.R. Wilkinson. She says Would you rather live in Hogwarts during the time of the Marauders, Bill and Charlie's time, or Harry Potter's time? Bill and Charlie's. Bill and Charlie's oh uh, no let me actually think about it uh,
1: what's wrong with the time in the Marauders that I wouldn't want to live then because that um, sounds pretty good I just feel Voldemort. in general
0: it's <laughs> back in the past yeah I think Bill and Charlie because it's the only one not with Voldemort it's drama free <laughs> like you There's just get no to World enjoy War. the experience without a load of like drama or like attention seeking people you'd yeah. have
1: a, a nice relatively pure peaceful time at school and yeah, that sounds like, nice I think, yeah. I think
0: what it sounds like is that Harry no, Potter ruined, ruined yeah. school for everyone else yeah, yeah. so I would definitely chill chose bill and charlie because also i would like to like bang both bill and charlie and like have that on my like school (gasps) resume uh brothers are on my to-do list
1: amazing (laughs) but equally i feel like as much you know the marauders sound quite fun
0: that's the thing the marauders sound really fun but when were they at school that would have been like that's the yeah like i think the marauders was like the late 70s yeah so in seventies. not a not the (laughs) these are Not the best time. Yeah. I mean, it could be fun, but Bill and Charlie are in the 90s. Mm. Like, Harry just ruins school for everyone. I would not want to be in school at Harry's time because, like, people die and just, like, Harry ruins exams for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Bill and Charlie are the way. The
1: the thing we can definitely agree on is not Harry's (laughs) time. No.
0: No. But thank you for that question. That's a super good one. I really like that. Good question. Thank you guys for listening. Neil, what did you think of these chapters in general?
1: I think these are kind of turning point chapters for this book like this is where it goes from being like a relatively interesting story like your sort of standard harry potter challenge of the year kind of vibe Mm -hmm. to being oh there's definitely something a lot bigger going on yeah and that's why i like these particular chapters from goblet because it's the turnaround point where she starts bringing a lot of quite nuanced political ideas yeah which she then builds on a lot later yeah um, yeah. There's also a lot of problematic things which I get mm. to talk about, but
0: Yay. Yay. generally,
1: really interesting chapters.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. No, yeah. Thank you, thank, thank you for having
1: me on, as always.
0: We'll see you all soon. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Veronica, Sandra, Samuel, Redbeard, Mutalib, Katie,